Hello, my dearest darlings. It's Burning Taro. I'm T. Listen to rain sounds for a moment. Rain and wind. I've been chased back to my house by the weather and by the machines which are roaring out in the national forest where normally I would prefer to be walking. There were gusts and blusters of wind. There was rain and what some people call snain. I don't know about that. Snain, snow plus rain, sleet. So now I'm on my front porch here. And I see that the sun, in its wan, rainy, wintry way, is lighting up some of these raindrops. It filters through between the trees and just illuminates certain kind of planes and portions so that they're glowing and electric and silver whether they're falling from the sky or sitting on pine needle branches. Pine needles and branches, I guess I should say, or lying on the ground. This is relevant. It's not just plain old blather, it's relevant blather, I promise. Gotta take off my little backpack here to find this card that I drew for us. So, we have a solstice to solstice kind of guide card. We pulled one in June at the cave at Golden Dome. And that was kind of a guiding star, something to come back to. Lodestone, I could come up with lots of metaphors. There's lots of Velcro sounds, sorry. Zipper's next. Ugh. Boy, I'm wet. Uh, so we had drawn the Empress to help guide us from Summer Solstice 2020 through to Winter Solstice 2020. That date passed and I had not quite drawn our card yet. I just wasn't up for it. I did draw it last week. I would like to thank the Burning Tarot listener who gifted me a fine new tarot deck called the Fairy Tarot. And it's on the surface, not my style. It's a little, you know, nice and fluffy and pink and sparkly. But I really appreciate the fun and lighthearted feeling of it, which I think I might need a little of that right now. I need some glitter, my peeps. So thank you very much um, for giving me that tarot deck instead of just donating it to Habitat. I'm getting some use out of it. And I decided to use that deck to pull our guiding card for this next six months. And we will return to this card as the weekly tarot forecasts and readings and everything build up. We'll keep coming back to this all the way through June. It happened to be the sun. This is card 19 
in the major arcana of the tarot or tarot. Oh, you can maybe even hear the machines out there. They're getting close, crashing about. Um, so this is a grand card, really. I wasn't expecting to draw anything this good, honestly. <laughs> Our last one was too. It was a hard six months, but we had a positive card to keep coming back to and thinking about, meditating upon, was the Empress. So maybe this card, the sun, typically a very positive card, doesn't necessarily mean everything is going to be sunshine and roses for the next six months, but it gives us a sense of where the woo is pointing us and where we can return repeatedly for meditation, for imagery, for our little lodestone, lodestar, guiding star. Oh, you guys, I'm half brain dead. I don't even know what words I need here. The sun. Uh, the sun is a lovely card. When I was a kid... I decided that 19 was my favorite number, my personal lucky number. And the sun is also card 19 in the major arcana or trumps of the tarot. So I like that as well. And if you're into the whole numerological business, 19 turns into 1 plus 9, which is 10. 10 turns into one plus zero, which is one. So basically a 19 card is very similar to a 10 card. It can suggest that you're coming to a moment of fullness and completion and getting ready to tip over into a brand new cycle. And the sun card is like that. It has a culminating feeling and how wonderful that it will culminate on the solstice, which will be, I haven't looked it up, but somewhere between June 19th and 21st. And, you know, that what does that, what does midsummer, what does solstice represent? It represents what it actually is, is the longest day of the year, the most sun coming through during the daylight hours, those longer daylight hours. Solstice celebrations themselves are about the sun. Soul means sun. Ha ha, what do you know? Stis refers to stillness because the sun appears astrologically to pause, to kind of stop moving in its um, apparent movement across the sky on the winter or summer solstice. So we have the stilled sun. And what a wonderful card to guide us from here to there. And this will be our only card this week, as we will start our relationship with the Sun card beginning now. The Sun illuminates, right? It's associated with masculine energy, with externalities, with shining a light on hidden corners. Our contemporary society tends to be very sun-oriented. The element of air, 
the planet of sun. These are the kinds of things that are largely, um, you know, favored, valorized, glamorized, and generally thought to be cool. Maybe not so much glamorized, but they're, they're focused on in our just, you know, masculine, patriarchal culture. So a lot of woo-woo work that's getting done these days is really kind of pushing against that whole influence. The realm of the moon is the realm of the woman, is the realm of the dark, is the realm of the shadow. This is how the, this is how the mythology kind of plays out. And because we're so, you know, basically rotten (laughs) at working with that stuff, we need extra help in that department. We need more time under our moons and in our shadows, learning how to deal with darkness, with mystery, learning how to be still, learning how to be receptive rather than um, penetrative, if you like. So a lot of the stuff that I talk about on Burning Tarot will tend to be that way too, right? I'll talk about stuff like, here, let's delve into and or just sit with our dark, horrible stuff. (laughs) Ain't it great, you guys? Ain't it fun? Um, But it's very rewarding long term. So pulling the sun card, I think, says, all right, let's get ready to shed some light on stuff. It's cool to go ahead and shed some light on stuff if you haven't been forgetting your dark side. If you haven't been ignoring your moons and your dark moons. The act of shedding light can be uncomfortable. Think of it as a revelation card. Now, when I was a kid, I read the book of Revelations. Well, there's more than one book. The books of Revelation in the New Testament of the King James um, translation of the Bible. I read it over and over and over. And then to everyone's shock became a, you know, dystopian neo-cyberpunk goth chick when I got older. Um, yeah. So anyway, I loved Revelations. And they're crazy. If you've never read them, give it a go. Go online, look it up. Wow. Super crazy pants. Um, And super great. So you're seeing like the visions that people who are kind of unmoored in time can have. And I am one of those people. I have crazy pants visions. If I wanted to write them down a couple centuries after a famous holy man died, you know, maybe they'd get put in a famous book. I don't know. Um, But anyway, I think about that feeling of being a kid, reading this really delicious, fantastical language, and having that word on it, revelation. It allows, the idea of a revelation allows for us to consider that the gods, the Wu, the powers that be, may shine a light, may reveal, may shine a light on things that are normally kept hidden away. And that receptivity piece does come into this. If you're going to be St. John, 
and write this stuff down, well, you're going to have to open your heart to really weird visions. <laughs> write them down. Um, if you are a creative person, you have to be receptive to the more interesting creative urges that come along. The muses, the genie, genii, we don't really know what, what's running that show, right? There's some fun work on this in um, Elizabeth Gilbert. I know some of you are going, ew, barf, barf, Elizabeth Gilbert, ew. Too bad. Suck it up, kids. <laughs> she can be a bit overly sweet and saccharine, but she can sometimes be very right, and she's a good writer, good uh, storyteller. Um, so her book called, what the heck was it called? Big Magic. I listened to an interview about that book and then listened to an audiobook of it. It's that kind of book where, yes, you can just listen to the audiobook instead of reading it properly. But it's great because she kind of breaks down the idea of what is a genius and where does creative, creative, creativity come from. And she believes, and others do too, that it's uh, maybe not so much an internal thing. And she believes, based on the Greeks, that they thought that genius wasn't something that you were. You know, hi, I'm Einstein and I'm a genius. It was a, a, a kind of entity that visits you. She doesn't, I don't think, use the word visit. That's mine. I used to say, oh, a poem visited me last night and my friends liked it, so I kept that up. So that's how I picture it. You're being visited by something. So St. John has to be visited by God, angels, visions, demons, whoever's responsible for the craziness that is the revelations. And he has to be, you know, ready to open that drawer. If you're not ready to open the drawer, the visitor, you could also insert some Jewish mysticism and lore here about being open to the stranger. You know, if you're ready psychically and physically to open the door to a vision, to a revelation, you know, that's a wonderful way to feel. And then you get some cool visitors. If you're not ready, opening the door can be rather disastrous, especially for the mental health. Let's pretend that I'm not speaking from experience on that one. Um, and if you can't open the door at that time, if you're not ready for any kind of revelations, then it's good to be aware of that. You know, bar the door, COVID style. I'm standing next to my front door on which there is a hand-lettered sign that my son, by the way, thinks looks really great. I wrote with those like chalk pen things on a piece of red paper and it says, happy holidays. Please put your masks on properly. We are a high-risk household. Thanks. So that's the door is not barred, but I've set out some boundaries there so that my relatives can put on their masks on the off chance I let any of them come over. Oh. Um, this metaphor is really just kind of spinning itself along here. But if I really could not handle any visitors, it might be a good idea to make sure the door is locked. Um, there could just be a sign out here saying, no solicitors or everybody, please go away. I'm tired. That might be a cool sign to have. I could wear it around my neck half the time. Everybody, please go away. I'm tired. 
So when we pull the sun card and we're in this mode of revelation, I think how we can begin is, uh, I think where it's going to end is a feeling of, yes, new things are revealed and flowers open. Petals open to the sun. Seedlings grow taller. We recognize that there will be a harvest again. These are wonderful things to be feeling, and that's how we should be feeling by June. For the early parts of this, though, I think we should focus on the idea of how ready we are or are not for the sun for the incredible illumination that it can bring, for the idea of new life pulsing beneath our soil. We don't have to be ready, either for whacked out visions or for great feats of creativity, or for the simplest little seed within us to begin to grow. We're not required to do that. But perhaps it would behoove us to get really conscious about that process and kind of root around a little bit. Root around in the interior and go, well, what seeds in here do I, do I want to make sure get put in the planter in the sunlight this spring? I don't know about you guys. I have some seeds that are kind of weedy and tangly and thorny, and some of those need to grow sometimes. And sometimes like, that's just not the stuff I need to grow because I'm worn out because there's been like a pandemic, for example, you know, et cetera. There has been repeated and ongoing attempts to come, come to terms with my own racial heritage and apparent white privilege. Um, there has been horror over politics and my whole society, not to mention the environment. This is all thorny stuff. It's not going away. But with the sun, I feel that we are being led, asked, encouraged, or maybe just getting the little teeny suggestion from the great woo that it's becoming safe again becoming safer again to open ourselves up to revelations from within and to open our arms to metaphorical strangers. We can't just let people into our houses willy-nilly in real life, but what can we do with our minds? What can we do with our hearts to let them be open and to our creativity? The sun card, uh, like the sign of Leo in astrology, like the fifth house in astrology, these things all have a, a serious sense of fun and play and children running around. This, you know, the sun is still up high in the sky and it's late at night and you let them stay up anyway because who can sleep when the sun's still out at 10 p.m.? You know, it's fun. A midsummer night's dream. Some people place midsummer um, on August 2nd. Some people observe it on solstice. But uh, regardless, it's that feeling, right, of like magic can get in 
wackiness can get in. It can be fun. So I like that. I think I personally um, could use more of that. So my first task with the sun, and I invite you to do this as well, is I'm just going to think about the sun. And I'm going to think about the idea of light revealing. I'm going to watch the light in the forest. I might write a little bit about that. I might just meditate upon it. I might make some art or take a photograph that reflects this this feeling I have. When I let myself get groovy with the sunshine, man. And I'm going to really look forward to the sun continuing to add on a few minutes of daylight as these months pass and bring us into actual summer. So this week, I hope that you guys will consider taking the time to trip out on the sun. And if you want to respond with a piece of art or a few words, a poem, a dance, whatever, I would love it if you'd share that with me. Or just, you know, email me a couple sentences. Say, I thought about the sun and and did such and so, and here's what I thought about. And if it's okay with you, I might like to share that with others here on Burning Tarot. So, as always, burningtarot at gmail.com will get your missives to me. And let's think about what we're ready to let in, what we're ready to open up to. Let's think about where we're not ready at all. And maybe, maybe we might think, you know, I understand that right now I really can't be that open because I'm just barely getting through day by day. But I'd like to be more open by the time the flowers actually start blooming. Depends where you live, of course. Some of you are someplace where <laughs> the flowers are blooming right now. Where I am, it is cold. Those flowers will not be out till May. But think about that, you know. Really think about it. What am I ready to let in? And, and what might I like to prepare to get ready to let in? What kind of revelations can I be open to come June, come April? Don't have to be ready for them right now. But you might be. So I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. Um, I would like to thank our friend who gave me the uh, fairy tarot deck and I'm going to go take a picture of the sun card in the rain so that's what I'm going to do right now instead of our usual forest picture I think because of the rain it's going to be a messy porch picture which I hope you all enjoy much love, ear hugs and um, all the goodness ciao I'm T. This is Burning Tarot.